0: Hey, Wesley. What are you doing? Well, TJ, I'm studying about Christian persecution. Oh, you mean the Christians who were killed in gladiatorial games and the stuff that happened at the hands of the Roman Empire, stuff like that? Actually, I mean, like, people have been forced out of their homes because they belong to Jesus, and business owners who have lost everything because of their convictions. Man, that's heavy. You know, I know we're supposed to be helping them out, but what are we supposed to do when we're halfway around the world? Good question, and that's why I'm studying it.
1: Making connections, affecting the culture, just doing life.
0: It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Last year, uh, we did a brand new thing for Engage. We call it the Orange Letter Campaign. And in that in that time, we took one week during the week of the uh, prayer for the persecuted church in November. And we sent letters to the family members of martyrs uh, in, in, in uh, Egypt, in Libya. And this year we have done something, uh, we're doing the same thing, we're going to be doing the Orange Letter campaign again, but we're doing it a little differently. And uh, so today we've got Jordan Shambly is mm-hmm. taking the spot of Wesley. So first off, Jordan, thanks for being here.
1: Well, as always, it's great to be here.
0: And also, we have a very special guest. It's the guy that we partnered with last year. Uh, his name is Tom Doyle. He's one of the vice presidents of E3 Partners. He's also the founder of 838. Tom Doyle. Uh, Tom, thanks for being here, man.
2: Oh, great to be with you. Thank you excited about this year's campaign
0: absolutely same here now i've got to tell everybody how this started Uh, the way this really started was an article for the afa journal Uh, i had read your book killing christians where living the faith where it's not safe to believe and was just so impacted by that book that i wanted to reach out to you interview you for an article and and you just said wouldn't it be cool mm-hmm. if we could send some letters out to uh, to some some people? And so that's really how that got started last year. And then so how did how did this year happen, Tom? First off, I'm going to let you make the announcement. Where are we sending letters this year?
2: Oh, this is so cool. We are sending letters to pastors hmm. and underground house church leaders in Syria. Now, and think about that. Last year we honored the widows families of the martyrs on the beach in Libya, that ISIS killed the 20 Egyptians, mm. one man from Ghana. We took over 2,000 letters to them, hand-delivered them. This year, we're doing the same thing, but it's not for the martyrs. It's the ones that God is keeping alive in the midst of this horrific war in Syria, and they're faithfully serving Christ, leading people to faith in Christ, planning underground churches. We're going to deliver letters of encouragement to them as they are really on the front line standing in the fire
1: oh yeah uh, hi tom i'm jordan uh, uh so glad to have you on this uh, program um and i'm particularly excited about uh, partnering with you again um, because last year's uh, campaign was such an amazing um, opportunity because we usually just uh, write articles here. We do things in-house that um, are good and that they uh, touch people's hearts. But this actually um, sending a letter uh, to to a suffering Christian, a brother or sister mm-hmm. in Christ, and actually um, – potentially even changing their life that to me that is um, such a worthwhile effort um so could you tell us what is going on in syria and why did we why did we uh, single out syria
0: hey really quick tom before you do that i do want to give out the uh the address if you are interested and you want to send in a letter send that into orange at afa.net orange at afa.net it's going to be translated we're going to get into that here in a minute but it's going to be translated into arabic and hand delivered later so sorry tom i just wanted to throw that out there go ahead
2: Hey, good. Necessary information. Well, uh, you know, it's the worst humanitarian disaster since World War II, and it may end up the worst since World War I. In the nation of Syria, six years, going into seven-year civil war, half the country is out of their home, massive refugee problems, immense uh, killing fields out there, the Islamic State. Uh, the the Syrian government. It's just a brutal. It's a religious war, and mm-hmm. it's not only the Sunnis versus the Alawite government. There's multiple nations involved. Russia's involved. America's involved. Mm-hmm. Iran's involved. Lebanon. Everybody is getting involved in this massive war. In the midst of it, there's a spiritual war. So that's the physical war on the ground. The spiritual war in the heavenlies is that the souls of men and women hang in the balance. And last year the spiritual leaders in Israel said they have never seen more men and women come to faith in Christ out of a Sunni Muslim background, Alawite, Druze, than ever before. So it's horrific. If you watch the news, you'll get updated on, on all that's happening there, but spiritually you'll miss out on what God's doing. Only Jesus could invade this mess and do something so real and so positive to deliver the souls of men and women into the kingdom of God. So, these are frontline pastors that have not run. They're staying, threatened, beaten. One man, Fareed, we wrote about in Killing Christians, has had 30 threats numbered and put on the front of his apartment. Uh, how they're going to kill him, how they're going to kill his wife, his son, that's how difficult it is there. But these are men and women staying, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, standing in the fire in the midst of this horrific war. We just wanted to encourage them, tell them we love them, we stand with them in prayer, and write them notes so that they know they're not out there on their own. So that's what we're doing.
0: You know, and speaking of writing them notes, Tom, now most of these uh, Christians in Syria, they are not going to be speaking English. So how are we getting these letters from English into Arabic?
2: So we've got some Arabic believers in America that are standing by, translating the letter so 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 what we're doing is asking to just share a verse in the scripture uh, a thought of love and just a prayer for them and uh, we've got the forms you've got them at AFA and then and engage and we've got them at 838 and we'll click a link to go there too. and they will be translated by some uh, believers here in America that speak Arabic and then we'll take them over and deliver them Uh, The the leaders actually will be getting out of the country, so it will be safe for them to an undisclosed location. We hope to meet with about 100 leaders. That's what we're scheduled to do now. And then they'll go out and disseminate them among their leadership teams too. So it's quite an operation (laughs) to get the (laughs) letters, Hmm. get them translated, get them all the way to the Middle East, and then get them into Syria. But that's it. It's about a five-step process.
0: You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. And in guest today, we have Tom Doyle. Uh, he is the author of Killing Christians, Living the Faith Where It's Not Safe to Believe. And we're kicking, or actually, we, we have just kicked off and we are furthering our Orange Letter campaign where mm-hmm. you can write a letter to uh, to embattled Christians in the war torn country of Syria. If you want to hear more about that, if you've missed any of this episode so far, you can always li- listen at EngageMagazine.net slash podcast or go to engage magazine.net, and there you are going to have a ton of articles and links uh we've tom we have linked to 838 we've linked to uh, mm-hmm. e3 partners and everything you guys are doing because you guys are doing a great work but if you just want to send the letter send a letter and here's what we ask include your name include a, a brief passage of scripture and a note of encouragement but try to keep your letter to under 150 words the reason for that is like tom just said These are people translating these letters. We're not using software here. We want to make sure that the message is conveyed correctly. And so we're using people. And and God has really opened up doors to that. And so send that letter uh, 150 words or less to orange at AFA dot net. You know, Tom, one of the things that absolutely it touched my heart, but it wrecked me last year was hearing the stories of how these letters are the 2000 letters from last year were delivered to the um, to the surviving family members of the martyrs. Tell us really quick a, a story of of how you delivered and what how that went down.
2: Well, you know, we went to the villages where they live, and the first—we uh, flew all the way to Cairo and then several hours to get to the villages. Uh, we went in with a small team, my wife, Joanna, a few her, uh, women leaders had not forgotten, and then some of our E3 leaders. And we went to the villages, and Takiyah, the 20-year-old widow, when we handed her the letters, she put them close to her heart and just—I uh, had tears in her eyes, thank you. They're they're shocked that anybody even knows about their situation. What blew our mind was that she said, I I just consider myself so blessed, I miss my husband terribly, but how is it that me, someone from a, a village I don't even read, it's, it's a village in Egypt that nobody's even heard of, but I was selected to have the highest honor anyone can have on earth, someone in my family was willing to give their life for Jesus and become a martyr. I miss him terribly but I'm so overwhelmed at this high privilege. Mm. Wow. Wow. 20 years old. We, we went to minister to her. She ministered to us. We, we went to to really encourage her. And my wife Joanne and I said that we went and sat at her feet and learned from her. Simple, devoted faith to Jesus. She changed our thinking in just a few minutes mm. because of the way she embraced situation that Jesus took her into. So we went through the villages and many more stories, but they they were thrilled that their husbands were heroic. We didn't know this, but the widows told us that there was over a hundred that did convert to Islam when ISIS um, had them in captivity for 45 days, but but these 21 did not. They were extremely proud. Thankful, showed us pictures of them right before they went to their death, and Mm -hmm. they were singing and they were speaking the name of Jesus, sharing Bible verses, they were ready to go and be with Him. Wow.
1: Wow. And it's I think it's stories like that that really remind us, and hopefully our listeners as well, that we really have a family um, outside of the borders of our state and our, our nation, and we're connected by something more than uh, blood and more than you know national right. identity. And that's such a precious thing. Now, um, another mm-hmm. story that... Um, We've heard, and it's in the article kicking off the Orange Letter campaign this year, um, about a particular graveyard in Syria. And you recount that story in your book, Killing Christians. Um, What is that story? Could you remind us of that?
2: Sure. Well, Fareed, um, who who is helping us pull together all of this in Syria for the letter-writing campaign, went to his ten leaders and said to them, these are Syrian pastors that work in the underground. They're seeing Sunni Muslims, Alawites, Druze. These are different religious groups that are either Muslim or split-off groups from Islam uh, that are coming to faith in Christ. So they're working in the underground church. It's getting very hot there, very uh, dangerous, and they knew that they were going to face persecution. Farid went to the ten leaders and said, we need to pray and fast for a week to see if God wants us to stay or go. It's it's dangerous. One of the days, they'll close the borders, and we won't be able to get out. So let's pray and fast. Come back to this underground location um, if God wants you to stay. So a week later, they came back, and he opened the door wondering if anyone would even be there waiting for him in this literally this basement outside of Damascus in a house. And there weren't a few leaders there, or five, or even ten there was 25. Mm, wow. The 10 had gone out and recruited 15 more, and they made a covenant together, we're staying here until we die for Jesus. He is the answer to this spiritual war in Syria, and we're going to stay here until we die for him. And to feel it, what they did is they went out and bought some land, and it's a graveyard for when they die for Jesus, and they're going to be buried there. They they covenanted together to, to bury each other when they died for Jesus. So they send communications telling us about the updates and the work, and we have many new friends here. That means people are coming to faith in Christ. They always end their emails with, and some more good news the graveyard's still empty.
0: Amen. All right. Well,. Again, if you want to send a letter of encouragement, don't think you can only send one. Send as many as you like. Get your Sunday school group, get your youth group, get your church involved. If you have children that are too small to write, get them to draw a picture. Take a picture of it with your phone, send it in, scan it, whatever you've got to do, but send it into orange at afa.net. Tom, real quick, how, do, how can people connect with you and E3 and 838?
2: Yeah, you know, that's probably the best thing. Just get on 838 Facebook. Uh, number eight, and then thirty, and then eight. You can connect that way, and just send us the message. You can get on e3partners. dot org. All right. Uh, letter E, number three partners.
0: Thanks, Tom. Thanks so much for being here. And again, orange at afa. dot net. Send your letter to Syrian Christians. They need it. And if not, continue praying for them. All right. As always, next segment we're going to keep on with our orange letter campaign.